Hey guys, how's it going? I am back with another episode of the SBL podcast and I've got some cool stuff to tell you about today. Obviously though, before we go any further, just check it out. We've got Oteal Burbridge in today. Base royalty, come on. Now if you have not heard um, Oteal before, he's shared the stage with people such as Eric Clapton, Carlos Santana, Taj Mahal, Buddy Guy, Billy Gibbons, Phil Lesh, Johnny Winter, Bonnie Raitt, Cheryl Crow, the Tedeschi Trucks Band. He was one of the founding members of Dead & Company with John Mayer. And then in 2012, he received a Grammy, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award for his 15-year contribution to the Allman Brothers Band as the longest-serving bass player in the band's history. So, you know, this guy, O'Teal, is he's just such an amazing, amazing bass player. And we were lucky to get him down to New York. So he hung out with us and we recorded this entire interview. Now, if you're about to listen to the interview, obviously listen to the interview. But I should tell you that we actually filmed all this over in New York. And this is a really, really high quality interview um, that we filmed in the studio. So if you are an Academy member, go log in to scottsbasslessons.com and just watch the entire interview. Um, it's really, really fantastic. And remember as well, obviously this you know interview with O'Teal, we've also got over 100 interviews um, that have all been vid- videoed for you to check out if you are a member. So go check that out. Now, if you're not a member, just, you know, there's no better time to grab your 14-day free trial so you can take the entire platform for a test drive. It really is a completely new opportunity for bass players like yourself because it's, it puts you in contact with ed- educational from some of the best bass players on the world. You know, like the guys that are teaching for us, I'm just going to give you a little list so you can get kind of a feel for what we're doing. We've got like Adam Neely, Ariana Cap, Cody Wright, Damian Erskine, Danny Mo Morris from Berkeley College of Music, Ed Friedland, Evan Marion, Gary Willis, uh, Kayekart, Mo Pleasure, Phil Mann, Rich Brown, Rufus Philpott, Sean Hurley, <laughs> Steve Jenkins, uh, Steve Lawson, Todd Johnson. You know, we've got a ton of people teaching for us over at scottsbasslessons.com and it's a mix of a self-study course library that you can just you know go go into at your own pace and work through them step-by-step courses that we've got like courses in blues in jazz in rock in funk we've got music theory courses we've got reading courses if you want to read music we've got everything it really is basically the ultimate online base school um, for people such as yourself and it's a mix of self-study courses but also we do live sessions every single week live stream sessions so you can tune in from the comfort of your own home and interact with all of our tutors in real time so if you have any questions at all how to you know um, prioritize your practice time what you should be working on for your level anything like that you can ask the best base educators in the world in real time questions just like that so if you haven't grabbed your 14 day free trial yet go check it out scottsbasessence.com and just get started today and i should say as well if you are listening to this in april 2018 we have got a super special offer on okay in fact there's two really important things firstly 
Um, we, a few weeks ago, we hosted a live bass masterclass in London over two days, over a weekend. We had Gary Willis, we had Henrik, Henrik Linder of Dirty Loops, we had Bobby Vega, the legendary Bobby Vega. Um, I was there. Uh, who else did we have? Oh, Rich Brown came over from Toronto. We flew him over. And we all did various masterclasses over the weekend. It came to over seven hours of material because we recorded it all. We, we got a film crew in, an audio crew in, and we filmed the entire weekend. Now, here's the cool thing. We're giving away the recordings of that entire weekend to anybody that joins the um, Scott's Bass Lessons membership in, uh, well, I was going to say in the next few days, but it's actually until the end of April. So until the end of April, if you join before the end of April, you will get all of those exclusive private masterclasses that we recorded, you will get them added to your account. If you join after that point, after the end of April, you're not going to get them. It's just for the guys that um, sign up in April. And if you are a current member, you we've also added that to your account as well. So it's already in there for you to check out. We've got like two hours of Gary Willis. We've got two hours of me with a live band. We've got two hours of Rich Brown. We've got an hour of Bobby Vega and me. And we've got an hour of Henry Linder as well. Then only a hundred people could get in this room, guys. So it was like super exclusive. We had a line outside the door the entire weekend. So b- being able to sort of like check this stuff out from these guys dropping these amazing knowledge bombs all weekend and getting this for free essentially like people had flown like one guy flew from dubai another guy flew from argentina people have paid thousands of dollars to to travel in to see this stuff and you're getting it for free if you take your 14 day free trial at scott space lessons today so go do that and the second thing that i wanted to mention as well is that we are now offering monthly enrollment i have been asked so so many times to do this in like obviously you know we've been um the school's been up and running for six or seven years now um and over that time we've had like thirty thousand. actually if you go to the website it says twenty five thousand, but it's actually over thirty thousand students um through the door in that time um and yeah it's been it's been an absolute blast but we've only ever offered an annual membership up until now and uh, and we're really excited to offer this monthly membership we are going to like to be I'll, I'll be absolutely frank with you i don't know if it will be forever i don't know if we will um, offer this monthly membership forever because i really do love the commitment that you get from somebody that's signing up to something for a year i think they have this i'm in it attitude like you know i'm signing up for a year to do this and they're really pumped to do it now, with offering, offering the monthly, my fear is that, you know, we won't get those guys. We'll get guys that just want to kind of dip their toe in the water. That may happen, right? So, and I'm, I'm prepared for that. If it does, you know, then we're going we're gonna to kind of sort of like figure it out from there. But I also understand that some people don't have the funds to um, pay for a year up front and need that monthly more of a Netflix style membership like a gym membership basically you know where you pay every single month and it's like a rolling thing right more some people do want that so you know i think it's only fair that we give it a try for you guys um but as i said i don't know if we're going to offer it forever so if you do want to um grab the monthly option there's no better time because obviously i don't know whether it's going to be around for, for for forever and also obviously you get all of the masterclass 
um, footage from London as well added to your account. So it's pretty insane. Now, without further ado, here is Oteil Burbridge hanging out with me in New York. And remember, if you are a member, go to the site, scottsbasedessons.com, log in, and you can check out the entire video of this as well. Now, over to, well, let's get over to the interview. Let's do it. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm here with the amazing Oteil Burbridge who's been cool enough to come along to New York City and we're in Vice and Virtue. Is that right? Vice and Virtue, Rocky. Vice. Virtue and Vice. Virtue and Vice. I always get that wrong. Anyway, Virtue and Vice. He's thinking <laughs> Vice first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Brooklyn. And it's, it's such an honour to have you, man, because Thank like you. as you when you walked in, I was just like, Base Day 97, that VHS <laughs> video, I used to watch it. I've literally destroyed that video. <laughs> geeking out on that's the first time really i saw anybody like like playing like you but also like singing the harmonies and we'll yeah. give you know i'll get you to do some of that so you can ch- so the guys <laughs> can you. sort of like see what you do but just in case you haven't you know you might have been living in a, under a rock or in a cave and you haven't heard of oteal you played with like the allman brothers and yeah like, john mayer and to jesse yeah. trucks band and that yeah. aquarium rescue unit and yeah. like a host <laughs> grammys you've been a busy boy <laughs> Yeah, especially yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, you've been a busy boy. So I'm just going to geek out and ask you all the questions that I've sure. ever wanted to ask you, you know, for the last few years or the last 20 years or whenever it was. 97? Yeah, 20 years, there you go. I know, it goes so, fast. How did you get into bass, man? Um, I was actually dancing at the time. Uh, and I had to stop because I got Osgood Slatters, which is where your joints swell up. You have a, a growth spurt in your joints don't grow as fast as your bones, I guess, and the rest of you. And so they swell up, and I had to stop. And yeah. I couldn't do any after-school sports either. And so I was really depressed, and and all that after-school time, I picked up Kofi, my older brother's yeah. bass. He was the first one to get it. He was and, the instigator. Uh, and he's a great bass player. Well, is he, so he played bass as well, right? Oh, yeah, he's really good. And... um. <laughs> So that was like kind of my therapy because yeah. I'm a drummer. You know, I started playing drums when I was five. Right, I got but uh, I didn't really have a kit, and the the they were really all that stuff was really expensive at the time. You know, I had the old busted down kits from yeah, when I was yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. and I probably shouldn't have been banging my knee. You know, so I picked up. I just it was something new. Yeah, and what did, was he like playing? Like, how old is he? Like a few years old. I was fourteen, you? and he was seventeen. Yeah, he's three years older than me. So, did he have some stuff down, and he was like showing you what? No, to do he was or? just like he just got it just for, to mess around, and uh, but the stuff that we were into, the bass players were really great. You well, know? who who are you into? We were into all the funk stuff back then, you know, and uh, like uh, on drums, I was like really into jazz, and then like. On bass, I was really into more funk, you know, Bootsy. Bootsy. Um, uh, with Parliament and with James Brown, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then a lot of the stuff that was on the radio, you know, really into Verdeem White with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And, all the uh, good guys. Jameson. Yeah, you know, all the Jameson, cats, Jameson and, all that, yeah. and I didn't really know who he was, but, yeah. you know, that stuff's just in your consciousness yeah, if yeah. you're black and from that era, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Larry Graham. You know, and um, so then when I started getting more into it, and my dad really wanted me to learn jazz, and so Kofi used Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind, and Fire to try to teach me jazz harmony. And got, from there, we skipped that, over yeah. to uh, fusion. 
which is what well, he that, was really into. And my next was question all. was going to be, obviously, like, you know, you've got this, like, a serious um, amount of knowledge when it comes to harmony and applying it to the bass. Was that through your dad and your brother kind of thing? Yeah. Hey, check these guys out. So definitely my brother. Like, my brother knew more about it than my dad, really. And uh, But, yeah, he... Uh, and he, but Hopi was also really into he was really into George Duke and Herbie yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jan Hammer and yeah. Chick, you know, all the guys, you know, all the cats. And um, so then he wanted to show me that stuff. So then it was, you know, Paul Jackson Jr. I should really, you know, Paul Jackson, um, the bassist with the Headhunters. Yeah, yeah. You was know? there any of the sort of like jazz bass players you were checking out at that time? Yeah. Well, you know, all the jazz bass players were in my consciousness from when I was playing jazz on drums. Oh, yeah. So a bunch of them, you know, Buster Williams, uh, Ron Carter, definitely. You know, okay, so like jazz, I mean, jazz, like straight head jazz you into as well. Straight, yeah. yeah, I mean... Yeah. All the way back to Milt Hinton. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So how definitely. did you start applying that to the bass? Well, I did you start you know, with standards Walking first, the or? bass took me the, probably the longest to figure out, and it was a guitarist that helped me figure out. If we were watching uh, Joe Pass, you know, and yeah, my dad was so who's cool for this. has got this incredible like, yeah. walking bass lines at the same time as Harmony. Yeah. Joe Pass was, would come on TV, and he was playing some solo thing, and my dad would be like, oh, Teal, no matter what I was like, get in here right now. you got to see this, or yeah. tell me ahead of time. Joe Pass is coming on, kids. we all got to sit down and watch yeah. this. And he's playing, and so I finally saw it. I was like, there's the bass, there's the chords, and there's the melody. He was doing it all the same time. I was like, Dad, I think I get it, and I ran out of the room. Yeah back to the music room to pick up my bass to try to walk. Start piecing together yeah, these walking Yeah, I started lines, to yeah. Fig- see how it fit, even though I didn't know all the different, you know, myriad choices you have yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. And so where did you start with it? Can you remember what tune it was over? I don't remember the tune, honestly. And, uh, and I'm not sure what the age is. I think I was about 16 at that point. Yeah. Because Kofi started showing me the fusion stuff, like probably right around 16, 17. Because yeah. that's so a little. Like 15, a little. It's maybe more. like more accessible in terms of like playing because it's just a lot of grooves. Whereas like the walking well, bass. more just the sound of it. Like it had a rock and roll yeah, sound. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Where the walking bass line thing is, it's But complex, it, was, yeah. it wasn't any easier because of all the odd time stuff. Right, got you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when you're trying to like figure out what the hell Holesworth's doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the chords, the time, the, and I just thought it was what, Gary Husband and beautiful. Yeah, and, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that is. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds like what heaven sounds like, you know. Do you feel like when you when you like got the walking bass lines down? Do you think that that was um, a like a milestone in your development as a bass player and being able to visualize and use harmony on the fingerboard or not yeah it's taken me i'm a late bloomer with everything um but yeah it definitely was a milestone like because i i can see how i use all that in my solos even now just the way things can connect up and i actually walk bass a lot but people don't think they don't look at it as me walking like if we're playing a straight goose you know, and at some point, if the solo's like really built up to a fever, I'll just be like, do 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 do, and I'll just keep that yeah, going yeah, yeah, throughout yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole thing. But really, that's walking. 
Yeah, 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 but it's just because the backdrop's different. It's it just doesn't sound swing. exactly like yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. But, they, but because it's not swing, then people go, it's overplaying. And I'm like, no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to play with the people that don't think it's overplaying. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when you were younger, like, obviously, were you in bands putting this stuff into action? Were you. Yeah, I tried to get my brother's bands. That was yeah, my yeah. goal. Like, I want them to ask me to play it. And did it? Their band. Yeah, oh, yeah. it happened. I, yeah. I've worked my butt off for that. And, um, was it the dangling yeah. carrot? Just and, keep on working. But, and see, just learning Kofi's tunes, talk about a milestone. Just yeah. to be able to, to apprehend all of that rhythmically and harmonically and conceptually. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a deep thinker. And it's like, what do they call it? A tri-level chess or something. You know, I mean, yeah, Kofi yeah, yeah. just operates on layers of levels like his heroes you know and yeah. so his tunes were that was my college education was kofi's original compositions was it that that really got you into the harmony because you've got like absolutely great, yeah, and the voicing yeah. yeah exactly you know because i can you know i can play if i play uh i could play a, a dominant seven like that yeah. you know and then that on four strings yeah. becomes this on five string it becomes this yeah, yeah and then yeah. on six string it becomes this you know or yeah 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 you know so I, now now i have choices of voicings and were you piecing you know? this together like obviously like when when were you was it Kofi that was like here's a root here's a third here's a fifth here's a flat seven and this is the voice yeah. you can use was it Kofi that got you into that? Oh, absolutely. Because that's, gonna come from, that's coming number. from somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Because it helped me. You know, I've always tried to associate the the number of the interval with the sound of the interval with the shape of it on the neck. And that's yeah. how I do it because I don't really read music anymore. I are you a visually? Extremely. You and this is tuned in four, so a lot of patterns make themselves yeah. apparent, especially on a six string. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. a lot of it, was, for me, I, I didn't get till I got the six string because like when I got with Reggie Wooten and I, ultimately I realized what I wanted to do was what Joe Pass was doing, which is chord melody. Yeah. I wanted to play a note, you know, um, but put a chord on each note. And so he yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, well, in chord melody, the root's on the top, not on the bottom. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, he just pulled the rug right out from under me. So now I have to think totally upside down. But then when I started to get that, then I realized all the options for chord voicings underneath that. You yeah. Know? And yeah. I ended up finding a stuff which to me sounds like um you know, it has that Holsworth kind of sound. Yeah. And I was so when I the started exploring cluster, from clusters, the top yeah. down instead of the bottom up. So what just... are you putting on the top then? You're putting the root note on the top. Yeah. yeah. Root on the so top. So if I'm in E, you know. Um, or so let's start from, it'll be from the five, yeah. like E Dorian. Yeah. So one of them I do is, you know. Kind of 
has a more Corey Tyner sound. There's a lot of fourths in it. Yeah, But yeah. then I found some of these like... through the Dorian there. Yeah, every note move. is in the Dorian scale. It's just yeah. on the bottom, there's a major or minor second. On the yeah. top, there's a major or minor six. So you just move into the next So you nearest. just have to mathematically, yeah. like I draw the dots out to figure. Yeah. I found this one. Yeah. And I was like, there's gotta be a way to chord melody that all the way up and down. Um, in the scale yeah or if yeah, it's yeah. g you know this you could do it major minor dominant right well so, i was going to say so you, when you did dorian did you also work out the major, they turn the out minor. to be the same <laughs> oh because it's they just start set, in a different start yeah different it's yeah. crazy which and is a, so that means like as long as you can make the mental shift once you've learned those patterns moving down the fourths and then the the more and, cluster yeah. shapes you actually know the shapes already but you've just got to... Yeah, and see the shape, and I don't have to learn a different fingering or shape for another key. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on. Like, you can do it by the shape on this. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm visually oriented anyway like that. So yeah. that's what I was talking about in the earlier interview. Like, what are your strengths? Like, try to capitalize on that. Like, yeah. just, So I just go, okay, you can't read music anymore. And the more I try, I just get bored with it. You know, I'm like... yeah. And so, but I don't recommend that for anyone else. Be literate. It was like personal to you. It was like, yeah, yeah. I and didn't use it in the gigs that I was doing, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I, when I just said, okay, that's that, go down this path, then I found all yeah. this stuff. I had the same know? conversation with Gary Willis a few weeks ago. He was like, yeah, the reading thing was just like, no, yeah. It was he? Like, no. No way. He's, he's he, like, he reads a little bit, but he's just like, he said he made it, there was like a line, he was like, I don't want to be that, I don't want to use I mean, notation on gigs. I mean, you could be extremely literate without being, and then sometimes, I don't know, I wish I could, I wish I was literate, but I've, I've, I still, like the search for, if you could just be a little bit curious, yeah, you'll find so many voicings, like, you know, for instance, when you're doing this pattern, there's only three or four shapes so that's let's call that shape one two same as two that's three that's one again yeah so i think it's only three right yeah. so what i would change to the other shapes but with the same top note yeah so let's go to shape two yeah, and i was yeah, like oh yeah, well, that's yeah. a beautiful major yeah yeah you know now I have a sus, you yeah. know, if I do change the bass note, right? Or, now let's go to shape three. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice one. And I found on every note, they're all beautiful. Moving the voices That's around. sharp yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. With, what is that? With a... Uh, um, sharp five, sharp nine. I don't analyze them. Like I don't even care. You know, a lot of times. I was gonna say sometimes That's are you, are you moving the voices around and just look at it. You, you kind of know. You, you've done yeah, so there's much. certain. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're like, you see shapes reoccur, and like if I've done something to one shape, and I go, I wonder if I can do that over here too. Like with this. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm like, I wonder, does that work here? Same shape. 
yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it works. You know, yeah. especially when you think about I'm I'm in these situations where there's like a one chord jam. Yeah, for yeah, thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to come up with some yeah. stuff. Yeah, or even that, like yeah. for my solo, right? Yeah. So now, but now I have complete. I can write a whole new song. Yeah, yeah. And it's all related to the key that I'm in. I can always relate it back because there's at least that top note that's yeah, that in the in same there, yeah. key. And there's probably some other ones in there too. And then you're just moving the inner voicings around. So I just like yeah. freely, I just try stuff. I'm literally at random trying stuff. Oh, do you do this when you're soloing as well? And Absolutely. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, because I, I, it sounded beautiful at home. I was just trying different things. I was like, man, I like all that. So I would just get on the gig and just be like, <laughs> sneaking in well just trying it you yeah. know you have to be a little brave you yeah, know yeah, yeah. who or were you curious. were you transcribing people and not like writing it down yeah. but just working out what the people yeah were doing i mean i did stuff certain stuff like that like uh my <laughs> my dad challenged me to learn teen town when i was 50 he was like <laughs> 15 he said i bet you could i bet you can't do it like you know doing yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. Just, psychology yeah, yeah. thing Bait and switch. Yeah, yeah and yeah. this is when you had to drop the needle like young folks yeah, don't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. not being able to like no rewind <laughs> button <laughs> yeah and so if the needle didn't come back exactly i yeah. think we had one that came back just a little bit before which was perfect yeah. because i could just lift it and then go back yeah. over the same spot you know but that was really tedious. But I did it, and I my brother was laughing. He's like, "You gonna lose that bet?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, that was the idea. So you were like I'm listening sure. to Jacko and just yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't even really like. I didn't understand it. I could play it. I had absolutely no idea what you actually do. Yeah. When I got the six string, and I started, I was like, and I was like, oh, and then it, it informed what I'd learned when I was 15. Do you think getting the six string helped yeah. you understand harmony in a new Dude, and fresh way? Yeah. I had so many of my students, I go, I'm not trying to convert you to six string, but go, please go get a cheap one and come see me. And then really, let me show yeah. you this and then go back to four string. Do you think I did it with you the can Almond play brothers. chords? Because like if somebody's saying, oh, you know, like I want to, you know, um, get my musicianship to the next level and they're a bass player, like I, something I always ask him is, do you play like a chordal instrument? Because it's, it's really nice just to be able to yeah. understand, not just in like a linear way, but actually yeah. just play a, a, a G major 7 chord, sharp 11 or whatever, and be able to hear it and then understand it. So yeah. that's what essentially you were doing. Yeah, because all the these two string, fives yeah. became apparent, like, you know. So yeah. the chord just goes down chromatically, but the bass does two fives. And I was like, oh, oh. This was like what? the key that Dude, unlocked it. Just, I was like, get out of here. And so then for other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's dominant to sh dominant sharp yeah, five. Yeah. And then, like, even the. Like, I love this one. Uh, Stevie does this two five that's major seven to uh, sus. Overjoyed, right? Yeah, so you yeah, taught yeah. when I start doing it, I find classical stuff, I find jazz tunes, I find Stevie tunes, and it just like um Earth Wind and Fire, you know. Like yeah. I, I this is a, a funny story. I probably I know we're probably gonna run out of time, but 
I, I was doing this trio gig. It was me, Victor Wooten, and his drummer, and we went to Japan. It was yeah. brutal. He would take a solo and just peel the paint off the walls, and then it would be my turn. You know, like the next night, would be, I was like, "Can I go first? You know. <laughs> um, so he uh, he wanted me to take the solo over this tune, "Can't Hide Love." Yeah, and it's like you know. Um, So, you know, that sounds really complicated. I was like, dude, why are you? Why do I have to solo? Can I solo over the van? <laughs> yeah. You know? So he's like, come on, man, you got this, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I, I was like, okay, let me figure out what the chords are. Yeah. Well, all it is is the sus4 chord moving down chromatically. Yeah, but their yeah. genius melody over it is what made it sound like, you know, yeah, it was yeah, going... Yeah, yeah. Like this, yeah, it sounded like right. Yeah, yeah. It's just going chromatic. I was like, I got this. Sorry. Yeah, when you were singing it, and you like, it sounded like you. It was the same. Thing. Like I'm playing all kinds all of crunches and voicings. Yeah, voicings, 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 voicings. <laughs> and then, like, so when I started learning this, and then I go back to my four string with the Almond Brothers, I was like, man, you know, this D minor nine chord. Yeah. Um. Like I see it right here now, but you know it doesn't. It doesn't sound no, good, you know. But that's yeah, 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 yeah. Jocko. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, oh, that's why, you know. Or he would pick like a, you know, or I'm. Uh, he would probably play that instead yeah, yeah, of playing because yeah. he can't play the the chord. Yeah. But he could, you know, he would he pick could approximate a couple. It, yeah, yeah. It's like they're Miles. Miles can't play the whole chord, but he could play like some weird interval, yeah, yeah, the flat yeah, yeah. nine or flat five. To or imply the extension. And then yeah. when Herbie's playing the th underneath it, it's like oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, so yeah. amazing, you know. But well, wait, well, when did you get your first six string? When was the 90, when, when was it unlocked? Ninety one, ninety two, and this is it, right? At this exact one. That is one. so cool. Yeah. This one got <laughs> run over by a van. Fortunately, it ran over the neck and it was flat in a gig bag with like no padding. It, it popped the A string off and the other strings that was it. were still in tune. Yeah. I haven't oh, changed the nut or anything. Really? Yeah. And the guy that the, uh, owned the company at the time, Jeff Gould, he found out about it uh, from some kid talking about yeah, it on the yeah, internet because yeah. I mentioned it on the gig. And, uh, that's amazing. I, this kid comes up to me later and says, Jeff Gould wants you to call me. I was like, <laughs> right. you know. And then I saw this phone number in a magazine. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's the same number. So I called him and then they gave me a buy. It was like one of my first endorsements. Yeah, yeah. I can remember when. Yeah, and now I'm still on the same You're one. still on the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was like, who influenced you in terms of getting six string? Who were you Nobody. Nobody. Because, you know. Anthony Jackson was the only guy I knew that even played one. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to do it more for chords. Yeah. And I didn't even really hear him doing that that much. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, it so you was, didn't really know what you, you... You hadn't played one before. You didn't know what you were getting yourself into. Well, I had a double octave five string, and I had worked a lot of the stuff out on the four track. And then I took yeah. an acoustic guitar and tuned it in fourths so I could get the shapes in my head. Yeah, so you for, could And this it was out, long yeah. before I had... I even thought I'd ever be able to afford one, you know. Yeah, and um, yeah. 
this was a more affordable one when I got a little bit of a, a very little bit of money and um I just hopped on it, you know. Yeah. Do they still sell these? Oh yeah. They do, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you had one with a is that like a semi-acoustic one? Yeah. Oh, I had a bunch yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a bunch? Yeah. Fretless. Yeah. They gave the whole me a, thing. Yeah. They gave probably 10 of them or something. <laughs> but, um, and when yeah. you play it, do you generally use both pickups or like the neck You know, now I pickup? use so much more. Like since I really got into Family Man when I was in the Allman Brothers because I went back to playing four string. Yeah. I'm gonna mostly ask you about that. Yeah, with yeah. them. Unless it was something that Alan Woody had originally recorded and played on a six string, and then I would play my six string. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, but you know, all the first three records were all four. All in four. So string, yeah. it was it was hard because there was like three drummers and and the guitars had so much low end, and I felt like I was missing all my bottom. So I just started trying to get a fatter and fatter sound. And that's yeah. when I fell in love with Family Man hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> and was it like yeah who yeah. played a fender jazz he got that sound on a jazz yeah, yeah, not on yeah. a p bass i know because a lot of people do think it's a p bass don't they but he played in jazz yeah and i was like well if he can get that sound i can get that sound and that drew me more towards i'd always loved chuck rainey and jerry jamad and all those guys you yeah. know but um that really drew me more in that direction lewis satterfield was a real fine too what a yeah. tone what a Fat, fat tone. Were you, are you using that more in the neck pickup now? No, I because use neck pickup mostly most by itself time. because I'm just yeah. like, when I'm playing bass, I'm playing bass. And, and what were you I'm doing before? In, more, like both all pick treble pickup. All, all the back pickup, yeah. No, yeah, no neck pickup. So you've just gone completely the opposite way, cranked on the neck pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, which is great because, you know, I play with older guys that are playing older music yeah. you know of course with, fits in more. with yeah, the yeah. grateful dead guys i can go in both directions yeah yeah, yeah. they're cool always both, yeah. going into the future yeah. too while they're delving into the past also. and when you moved to four string was there like like what did, like mentally did you have to make any shift or? oh my god it was you know i guess because you've the, gone from this the, 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 the one thing <laughs> that didn't make it a total drag for me <clears> was that all those tunes were played on the four string Oh, yeah. So it yeah, wasn't yeah, like yeah. I was missing my low B, and I wasn't doing a soloing, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. hardly yeah. at all. And um, so that part of it was, but I definitely felt like I can't go this way, I can't go that way, I don't have double octave, I can't go that way, like you know. And uh, but then I took it as a challenge. I learned to play with a pick, yeah, you know. And it's like, okay, you should be able to still sound like you or get off even if you have three strings like yeah, you should yeah, be able yeah, to get yeah. off yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. enough to did get... you bring something out at, like out in you yeah it's like a drummer if the drummer just strips before. down the bass near hi-hat yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, you yeah, can play yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know exactly that, it's yeah. a, and so it does you know it forces you to find other ways you know and has that affected your music because i know that you've just released an album is that affected your music like playing with those yeah. guys, like the Allman Brothers and going... Oh, absolutely. Everything influences me. So, like, you know, there's there's some bluegrass stuff in with some j in a jazz tune. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, there's yeah. something, you know, and I don't know. It's all... I'm a, a New Orleans guy. I'm a gumbo guy. Yeah, just, just mixing it yeah, up. Yeah, put yeah, yeah. some of that in there, too. You know? <laughs> Flesh it out. Just grab and <laughs> stir, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it should all just spit out by itself, I'm sure... 
everything influences everything but else. dude man i want to respect your time where can people find you if they want to find you online or come and see a show or like yeah you know, well there's a website my, and stuff or? yeah my website which i think you can find a number of ways but otilburbridge.com <laughs> yeah, um, says what he's on the packet. Yeah. yeah, but I think there's other ones like oteal.com and like you can like I think we got a bunch of them. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. no matter what how you hit it, you're gonna get there. And then my Facebook, you know, I have a Facebook band page. I've got an Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um yeah, Water in the Desert, my uh latest record. Um you can get on iTunes, you can get, you know, it's all, it's all easy the to find. All the places, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, easy yeah, to yeah. find for man, sure. Man, it's an absolute honor to meet you, man. Awesome. You too. Thank you. Thank you. you. See you later, guys. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening to that interview. Hopefully, it rocked your world as much as it rocked mine. It was just so amazing seeing O'Teal play all of those voicings that I've heard, but being able to see them, I was just freaking out. And, you know, I was straight home. And I've got to say, um, I've obviously got a five string with a high C and I was try- trying all of that stuff out. He's just such an amazing player, an amazing guy as well. Obviously, you don't get to play with all of the guys that he's played with without being a really super cool guy as well. And Rich Brown and I, because Rich was in the studio when O'Teal was there, we got to hang out with him for pretty much all afternoon and it was a real scream and it was great for Rich as well because O'Teal was kind of like one of his his heroes as well so it was great seeing somebody like Rich kind of a little bit sort of like you know in awe he was like holy crap this is O'Teal Burbridge so yeah it was a great it was a great um it was a great day so guys if you are in a, mem- a member at Scott Space Lessons obviously go check that out you can check out the entire video of that and obviously we've got a hundred plus other video interviews as well and moving forward we will be doing the interviews will come with really high polished videos as as they have done over the last couple um kevin scott was the the last interview that we did uh, make sure if, you, if you're not listening to that check that out but if you are a member um definitely check that out because we actually got kevin scott's band in the studio with henry hay uh, it was really great the band's called fork michael league used to play with them we had them in the studio they were performing tracks and i was interviewing kevin as well so obviously you can check out the interview of kevin on the podcast but if you want to see it if you want to watch it and watch all the band performances as well make sure that you go over and log in and obviously if you're not a member just grab your free trial guys we now offer a monthly option so it's really cheap to get started and if you join before the end of april as i said at the beginning of this podcast we're going to throw in over seven hours of really exclusive private masterclass um, recordings um, from Gary Willis, Henry Glinda, Bobby Vega, Rich Brown and myself that we recorded over an entire weekend. And I should say that's all in HD video. It's all like super, super nice. Um, and really, you know, if you really are trying to push your bass playing to the next level, if you want to see a continuous progression with your playing if you've been stuck in a rut or you don't know what to practice or you just need some more direction or you just need to hook up with other people that are just like you check out the membership it really is a completely new opportunity for bass players like me and you to study with some of the best bass players in the world from the comfort of our own home and i say me as well because i use the platform guys I, a few weeks ago, was in Rich Brown's course. Yeah, Rich Brown did it. We've got a course on the modes that Rich Brown did. And I was just practicing all that stuff. I think it just, man 
blows my mind. So I'm saying, you know, I'm learning as well as you guys. So hopefully you'll check it out over at scottspacelessons.com. Grab that free trial and get started today. Other than that, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you. It is a beautiful Friday afternoon today over in Leeds in the UK. And I'm going to take out the kids and go indoor sledging. Check that out. Pretty weird, right? Anyway, take it easy. I'll see you in the shed. Thank you.